BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, besties. Welcome to or welcome back to Try Not to Care. We're going to skip the intro and I just want to jump right into what we're going to talk about today. I've had so many requests to talk about drinking, drinking in your 20s. And I figured with it being the 4th of July tomorrow, if you're listening to this, the day it drops, this is the perfect time to talk about this. I would like to think that the 4th of July is the holiday of all holidays to drink. Most people aren't even celebrating the 4th of July. They're just partying. I used to consider the 4th of July my favorite holiday. I mean, it's normally nice out. It's an excuse to drink. You're with your friends. You're partying. You're outside swimming, eating. It's just a good time. Every year, without fail, I destroy a pack of red, white, and blue Smirnoff ices. I have so many jello shots. I honestly black out. With that being said, I know a lot of you are planning on drinking or maybe considering it. You might be feeling pressure to drink. So I want to talk about alcohol and anxiety. Like I said, I do drink. I'm not recording this episode to tell you not to drink or that drinking's bad. I will definitely be drinking tomorrow and throughout this week because I'll be on vacation in Colorado. So please don't listen to this episode and then look at my Instagram story of me with multiple drinks and be confused. But yes, there is a but. Alcohol is a drug and it's a highly addictive one. There's a reason why you can't drink until a certain age. And although I've been drinking since I want to say like 14 years old, it's crazy to me how normalized drinking is. Other drugs are so frowned upon. People are shamed so much for smoking weed, smoking cigarettes, vaping. But then people who heavily drink aren't questioned nearly as much. We're raised on this idea to say no to drugs. Most of us, at least in the U.S., have done the D.A.R.E. program. And we've had it instilled in our heads that drugs are bad. When someone offers you a cigarette, weed, hard drugs like cocaine, and you say no, people, or at least most people, understand. We get why people can't just casually do drugs. But then when you try to say no to alcohol, you're boring. 
You're a buzzkill. You don't know how to have fun. Even if you do say yes to alcohol, but you put a limit on it, maybe you just want one glass of wine, you're still being pressured and shamed into having more. Let's say you were addicted to fucking heroin and you're sober. I would say most people aren't going to question why you're sober now. You say you're sober from alcohol and everyone feels entitled to ask why you're sober, why you had to stop drinking, as if you need a reason to not want to drink. Drinking has become so normalized that when you don't drink, you're the issue. And again, I love a good drink. I love a little liquid courage. I love to have a fancy drink by the pool, a glass of wine with dinner, a morning mimosa. But with drinking being so normalized, it can become so dangerous. I'm not even discussing abusing alcohol in this episode. That's a whole other discussion. But I think with how normalized drinking has become, the idea that you should be drinking or you need to drink has become dangerous in the way people are being pressured to drink at a very young age, pressured to drink to enjoy their time, have friends, be invited places, not be singled out. The list goes on. It's so insane to me how early the pressure to drink starts. Like I said, I started drinking when I was 14, so a freshman in high school, but that was over 10 years ago. Things have changed so much that I wouldn't be surprised if people younger than 14 are drinking or thinking about it. I'm sure a lot of girls can relate to this, but when I was a freshman in high school, I spent a lot of time with older guys. I had the whole freshman girl, senior boy experience, which looking back is so disturbing. But because I was hanging out with these older guys, I was around alcohol way more than I should have been. And as a younger girl, I wanted these guys to like me. I wanted to be invited to their cool parties. I also felt like I had something to prove, like I had to prove myself. I had to prove that I was mature and old enough for them. So if they were drinking, I was drinking too. Drinking for me really was a way to make myself feel older. I think when you're a teenager, you're always looking for ways to look or feel more mature. You have such a strong desire to grow up and be independent. Drinking is one of those things that you know is for adults. Also, the fact that it's not for you as a teen makes you want it even more. Breaking the rules is exhilarating. Having to sneak around to get alcohol and drink alcohol makes the act of it seem way more fun. I remember being in high school and my friends and I would have this elaborate plan just to drink. We'd have this older guy that we knew drop off like two Four Locos in a paper bag and we'd split it and we'd have the best time ever. Whereas obviously now as an adult, if we were to do that, that would fucking suck. There's nothing fun about splitting a Four loco with your friends. But the fact 
that we were in our parents' backyard doing something we knew we weren't supposed to made it fun. You would think that the desire to drink would go away or lessen once you become an adult. You're 21, it's accessible, it's easy, you've been doing it for years now, but no. You get into your 20s and now people your age not only have the desire to drink, but are dependent on it. The only way they have fun is if alcohol is involved. Things that you used to enjoy doing sober, like going to the beach, celebrating a holiday, going to lunch, spending time with your friends, have all turned into reasons to drink. Everywhere you go, alcohol seems to be involved, which leads you to feeling pressure to drink even when you don't want to. And I know some of you might be listening thinking it's not that hard. Just like don't drink if you don't want to drink. I get that. It seems easy to just say no and go sober to things. But unfortunately, the more you say no, the more pushback you get and the less invited you are to things. And that might not bother you. But for people who already struggle with sticking up for themselves or that have social anxiety or are afraid to lose their friends or not have any friends, it's easier to give into alcohol and please those people than to say no and lose them. Others aside, there's also pressure that you might apply on yourself. For the longest time, I refused to go to anything without some form of alcohol. I thought if I went to a party or a bar sober, I wouldn't have a good time or I wouldn't be as cool as I am when I'm drinking. I felt like I couldn't properly socialize without alcohol. I was either afraid of not having a good time or afraid of looking a certain way in front of people. More times than not, when I drink, I hate how I feel the next day. I'm hungover and I feel disgusting or I get anxiety, which we'll get into. But even knowing that I will feel terrible the next day, I still pressure myself into drinking because in my head, well, in the past, feeling that way was better than going somewhere sober. I thought it was better to be bedridden and anxious than to go somewhere and show up as who I am sober. Everyone has their reasons for not wanting to drink and I don't think anyone is entitled to know those reasons just like how no one's entitled to know why someone abstains from other drugs. You also don't need an intricate reason why you don't want to drink. You might just not want to or you don't like how it makes you feel. But even when you do have a reason to not drink and you really want to stick to that decision to not drink, I think people run into this mental conflict when alcohol is added to the equation where they ask themselves, should I or should I not drink? Kind of weighing the pros and cons of drinking even though they know they don't want to. When you're invited somewhere that's going to be heavily influenced by alcohol, it's hard for a lot of people to go sober because the idea of being around a bunch of drunk people when you're not drunk sounds like hell. Drunk people are loud, they're chaotic, 
they have no filter. You have angry drunks who want to fight over literally nothing. You have the emotional drunks who are telling you their whole life story sobbing. You have the drunk people who are running around raising havoc. And when you're sober, you might not have the energy to deal with that. I don't blame people for not wanting to deal with that or be around that. But that's where the pressure to drink comes in. You still want to hang out with your friends. You want to be invited. You don't want to have FOMO. So it's this mental dilemma of do I go sober and have an awful time or do I go and drink and maybe have a good time? Most of the time when I do go and drink, I have a good time. If I'm drinking, I'm not just sitting around sipping my drink. I'm running around, talking to literally anyone who will listen, taking shots, dancing, taking pictures, hyping my friends up in the bathroom. Like I know how to have a good time. But as I get older, my hangovers are god fucking awful. When I was younger, I used to hear people say that your hangovers get bad as you age and I I brushed it off, whatever. I used to drink until 6 in the morning and then go into work 8, 9 a.m., totally fine. Now I have a couple of drinks and I'm down for two to three business days, fully in a coma. I have to pick and choose when I drink. I have to choose wisely whether this night is a night worth drinking. If people want to just sit on the couch and drink, I'm not partaking. It's not worth the struggle I'll have in the morning. And that's just the hangover. I'm not even referring to the anxiety I develop, which I think now is a good time to talk about what anxiety is. Basically, anxiety is anxiety that you get when you're hungover. Like, have you ever woken up after a night out drinking and you're overly worried about what you did the night before? You feel so anxious that it makes you feel more sick. You're on edge. You can't sleep. You can't think of anything but the night before. That is anxiety. I think it's safe to say that most people replay what they did or said back to them in their head, even when they're sober. Most people care what people think of them. Most people want to leave a good impression, so they think about how others may have perceived them often. The same thing happens when you drink, just worse, because you can barely remember what you did or said, or maybe you do remember, but you just regret it so fucking badly because you know if you were sober, you would not have acted that way. The worst is when you first open your eyes, you just wake up, it's the morning after drinking, and immediately you remember something you did. You haven't even looked around the room. Your eyes just opened and your first thought of the day is, Oh my fucking God, did I really do that? Why did I do that? Or it's, I have no idea what happened last night, which can give you more anxiety than you'd have if you just remembered. Not remembering is scarier. There's been so many mornings after drinking where I felt so embarrassed and ashamed of my actions, whether it was because I was fighting with my boyfriend or my friends. I sent a text to someone that I definitely should not have texted. I 
went a little too crazy and was a little too sloppy. Or I've even had bad anxiety about how much money I've spent. Especially before what I'm doing now and I've had much less money. If I spent more than $20 at the bar, I would spiral the next morning. Because it felt like I just threw that money away. And for what? To feel like shit the next day? Anxiety for me, and I'm sure for many of you, is one of the reasons I avoid drinking or at least why I'm on edge about drinking before I do. I've had so many bad experiences with drinking and with anxiety that I'm like, is it worth it? Do I want to put myself through that today? But I have found ways to prevent anxiety and I've also found ways to get rid of it once it hits. So I want to share some of my tips with you before I wrap up this episode. So as for preventing anxiety, what you have in your stomach before you drink is so important. Yes, if you don't eat, you will get more drunk, but you'll also get more sick. Eating food, especially carbs, before going out is going to help you not get so fucked up, aka it's going to help avoid doing stupid things that you'll regret. I like to eat before, during, and after. The same thing goes for drinking water. Literally prioritize drinking water before you have any type of alcohol. If you have no problem chugging mixed drinks and downing shots, you should have no problem chugging a few cups of water. Ideally, I drink water and then I pregame with liquid IV, which if you don't know what that is, it's an electrolyte drink mix that you drink with water or you mix with water. But apparently, it's supposed to hydrate you more than water alone. And then before I go out, I'll put my 40-ounce Stanley cup filled with water next to my bed so I have no excuse to not drink water because when I get home, it's literally right there next to my bed. And I also try to drink water while I'm out as I'm drinking alcohol. Next, these two tips are so important. So first, if you're on antidepressants, do not drink. Or if you do, limit yourself to one or two drinks. Drinking on antidepressants is so dangerous. And I know firsthand because I would drink while I was on them. When you're on them and you drink alcohol... You get drunk way faster, way easier. For me, when I was on them, I could literally have one drink and I'd be blacked out. When you're drunk, you can't really gauge how drunk you are, especially when you get drunk that fast. In your head, you're like, oh, I just had one drink. Let me keep going. And then things go downhill so quick. Not only that, but when you combine antidepressants and alcohol, your judgment is affected way more than it would be if you were just drinking alcohol alone. So if you are taking antidepressants and you drink, more than likely, you're going to make some really bad decisions, feel guilty about those decisions, and also feel so sick from mixing the two. I feel like I'm being your mother and scolding you, but I had to learn the hard way and if this is something that you didn't know, now you know. On a lighter note, say no to shots, especially the last shot of the night. I am a shot girly. For whatever reason, 
I think shots are so much more fun than sipping on a drink. But shots are what's going to push you over the edge and make you act like a damn fool and also feel sick the next day. And the reason I say to say no to the last shot of the night is it's just never worth it. That last shot may be a make or break for how you feel the next day and the 10 seconds that it took to take it is not worth the hours you're going to lay in bed spiraling because of it. Now, these are my tips for avoiding acting out of character and doing things that you'll regret. Obviously, the best thing that you can do is decide not to drink. Mocktails are a really good option. I think for me, I just like to have a fancy drink in my hand, especially when I'm getting ready to go out. So if you're not set on drinking, but you still want to sip on something, make yourself a Shirley Temple or some cute drink in a cute glass just with no alcohol in it. Second, block your ex's number or better yet, put your phone away and do not touch it until the next morning. There's a reason why your ex is an ex. If you wouldn't text them sober, there's no reason for your grimy little fingers to be searching for their name and typing out some long text to them. You're going to be embarrassed and it's going to set you back on all the hard work that it took to get you to this place without them. More than likely, you're going to send something that you regret, you don't actually mean, they're not going to respond, and you're going to feel so embarrassed and hate yourself for it. So to avoid that, block them and put your phone away. Putting your phone away is also a great way to avoid posting something sloppy online. You know, posting a million stories that you're going to regret tomorrow that are just unhinged and do not belong anywhere on your main social media. Lastly, for preventing anxiety, do not engage in arguments or fights. I know that this is easier said than done, but the second that you feel any confrontation or something that triggers you, distract yourself. Go get yourself food, go and dance with your friends, take pictures in the bathroom, just literally do anything other than act on that anger or sadness you're feeling. There's literally no point in arguing when you're drunk because there's no logic and you're probably fighting over nothing. If it still bothers you in the morning, you can deal with it tomorrow. Moving on to getting rid of anxiety, obviously taking care of yourself is going to alleviate some of your symptoms like drinking water, taking medicine, sleeping, eating. But for your mental sanity, here are some tips. If you're feeling anxious the next morning about how you behaved the night before or you're spiraling about how others perceived you, just remember that more than likely, no one is thinking about you or worried about what you were doing last night because they're worried about themselves. Like, are you sitting there replaying what others did? Are you hung up about some random person that you saw last night that was really drunk? No. You don't care because you care about yourself So the same thing applies to them. So don't sweat it. The embarrassment or regret that you have will pass. Also, it's okay to feel the way you do. Don't invalidate yourself for feeling upset or anxious. Instead of getting stuck on this though 
and feeling really bad about yourself, talk yourself through how you feel. Journal, do a meditation, talk to yourself like you're your friend. It's going to feel so much better to get how you're feeling off your chest than holding it in. It's just going to make you feel way more anxious and feel heavier and weigh you down by keeping it in. That's why I love the morning debrief with your friends. Even on the worst drunk nights, the best thing that comes out of it is the morning after with your friends, gossiping, catching up on what each of you did the night before while you eat bagels and have coffee. It's such a good bonding experience, but it also is going to help you feel much less anxious about what you did when you hear what they did and how they perceived you and you'll get reassurance and clarity and you get to get everything off your chest. Lastly, shift your mind to other things and keep yourself busy. I'm not saying you have to go for a hike or do something exhausting or insane to keep you from thinking about what you did last night, but literally just sleeping, watching a movie, getting breakfast, reading a book, playing a video game, anything other than fixating on what you did while you were drunk. Because at the end of the day, what's done is done. No one really cares about you and everything's okay. You're safe, you're healthy, and no one's mad at you. If they are, they will tell you. And if they don't, then it's not your problem. I actually want to close off this episode with that. If someone is mad at you or someone is bothered by what you do or what you don't do, they will tell you. So don't sweat it. And even if they do tell you, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. So many of us feel pressure to drink or to drink a lot because we want to please others. We want to have friends. We want to be liked. We want to be invited places. But if you not drinking makes someone upset, that's not your problem. If someone has the balls to tell you to your face that they're bothered by you deciding not to drink, that says so much more about them than you. If someone can't have fun with you without you being drunk, that is not something you need to change or feel bad about. That's something they need to figure out for themselves. You want to know why they want you to drink? Because they're so insecure in themselves that they're afraid that others won't enjoy their time around them unless they're drunk. Their anger or their annoyance with you for staying sober is literally a reflection of them not liking themselves, which again is not your problem. People who love you and care about you are never going to push you or make you feel uncomfortable and make you do something you don't want to do. Real friends will understand when you say no and they will take no as an answer. Real friendship and love is not built off partying. Yes, it's fun to party with your friends, but a real connection is so much more than that. It needs a much stronger foundation than that. And if you not drinking or you limiting your drinking is going to break something you have with someone, then let it break. If you feel pressure to drink when you go out because you're afraid that others won't like you unless you're drunk, 
just know that is so far from the truth. That is literally just an insecurity of yours. It doesn't mean it's true. You are just as fun and interesting sober than you are drunk, if not more. You're just getting in your own head and limiting yourself in fear of being judged when the people around you who are drinking can barely hold a conversation with you. If anything, the people that are drinking should be concerned with the people sober judging them. Stop feeding yourself this narrative that you're only fun or cool or confident when there's drugs in your system. The alcohol isn't what makes you you. You are what makes you you. With all of that being said, I hope that this episode helped you in some way or alleviates any stress you might be having or it makes you feel better about deciding not to drink. If you are thinking of drinking tomorrow or literally ever, please be safe and please let it be your own decision. Do it because you want to drink, not because others are expecting you to or to hide who you are. As always, I love you so much, besties. If you like this episode, make sure to give it a five-star review on Spotify and Apple. Share it to your story to reach others and so I can see and connect with you. Also, if you bought merch, send me a photo. I want to make a post of everyone wearing them. So if you want to be featured on my Instagram, send that on Instagram or in the group chat. My Instagrams are at Ashley Corbo and at trying not the number two care podcast. And then TikTok is at little baby Aries and at trying not to care podcast. Everything is linked in the description, but that is everything for today. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I love you so much. And I will talk to you next Monday, besties. Bye.